Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup and information overload hour. Thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the, the program. So the Republicans, then we, we had Chip Roy and Matt Gates on the program yesterday. I thought actually it was a very worthwhile conversation discussion. Uh, people like Chip Roy, Byron Donalds, uh, who will join us in a second, were you know, working hard behind the scenes to get together, you know, what I thought was actually a, a pretty responsible, fair deal uh, to just, you know, fund the government till October 31st, an 8% cut, but it wouldn't touch the military, you know, or, or other programs that matter to so many different people. And anyway, I just thought it was a, a pretty good deal. Didn't work out yesterday, so they're trying to put together another one. And uh, anyway, here to update us on where we are with all this is Byron Donalds, uh, congressman from the great state of Florida. How are you, sir? Doing good, Sean. Good to be with you. All right. Let's talk about what was going on behind the scenes yesterday and, and in the lead up to yesterday. Well, let me take a step back. In the lead up to yesterday, where we were was essentially that there was no agreement on top line spending numbers that the members of the Republican conference could agree to. There was no agreement to that. And what I understood and could see pretty clearly, and so could Chip, so could Scott, and a handful of other people, was that if we didn't address the, the government shutdown and address the politics around the government shutdown, we would have members in our conference who are, you know, they're on the more moderate side of our conference. They represent districts that um, are Biden districts. <clears throat> they're, they're, they're deep blue districts that Republicans hold. They would feel the pressure and do whatever, you know, they felt was necessary in their eyes to avoid a government shutdown altogether. So, by the way, this was a negotiation between the House Freedom Caucus and the more moderate, quote, mainstream caucus. It would impose 8% spending cut on federal agencies. It would temporarily fund the government through October 31st. 
uh, 31st. It would not include any cuts to national defense, the Department of Veterans Affairs, and amounts designated to disaster relief, uh, nor, I, I assume, would it have touched Social Security and Medicare. No, it would have left all those, as you just stated, and we would have put in our border security package to secure the southern border. We have members who just said he didn't want to vote to a, to a CR. So at that point, it's, it's taken us back to figuring out top-line spending numbers. I was in the room with colleagues from all over the Republican conference for probably six or seven hours yesterday, hammering through a lot of the details and some of the issues that members are having to try to get to a top-line spending number so we can pass our appropriation bills. Sean, there is something else that's going on. We do have members who are talking with Democrats about signing a clean CR. Now, a clean CR would be a full continuation of Nancy Pelosi's spending and a full continuation of Nancy Pelosi's policies. And if that is passed off the floor of the House of Representatives, then there's no ability to go after the weaponization of DOJ, the woke stuff in our military, or secure our southern border. Okay, that's a big deal on a lot of fronts, and you're right, that is definitely taking place. I know for a fact it's taking place. If that happens, uh, I think the Republican caucus uh, needs to reevaluate. I mean, one of the biggest problems you guys have is you only have a four-seat majority, and you even have missing members currently, so you don't even have your full majority. And, you know, I said this to both Matt Gates and to to. Uh, Chip Roy the other uh, yesterday, I said, look, you guys are going to succeed together or you're going to fail together. And there's not going to be any middle ground where one group is successful and the other group's not. Am I wrong? No, I, I think you're right about that. If this, if essentially, if Biden and Pelosi get a clean CR, in my view, this will be a complete failure of the Republican majority because our job was to come up here and to, and to fight for this country and to do the tactical and smart things to reverse course here on Capitol Hill. And if they get their way on a, on a continuing resolution, which is very likely, Sean, very likely, if they get their way, then we would have squandered the majority that the American people gave us, in my view. All right, so what's the answer, and what is the status of negotiations with these moderate Republicans, which, frankly, I think hurt all their other Republican colleagues if they were to do something that stupid, but I, I can see it happening as you can. Where we are right now is there are members who, you know, very they're very strong on their position about federal spending and reforms to the government. It's getting them in the room with the same moderate members who would sign off on a, they call it a discharge petition. It would actually go around the leadership and go straight to the floor for a vote. And it's getting those two members in the room to sit down and say, listen, we either succeed or we fail together. Here's the strategy. Here are the numbers. What say you? And at that point, Sean, like, this is what democracy looks like. This is what a representative republic looks like. You, members have to sit down, look each other in the eye, and make a decision. I'm willing to be in a room with them as long as it takes to make that decision, Sean. Let's talk a little bit. I mean, it seems to have gotten personal. I know Matt Gates went after you on the House floor yesterday. And, and I just wanted to give you a chance to respond in fairness. And um, I think ultimately you guys probably agree on more issues than you disagree on. Am I wrong in that assumption? We agree on where we're trying to get to. I, we just disagreed on tactics. And I think that Matt made a tactical error here. I mean, look, it sounds good to say that you want to fight against Jack Smith and all that stuff. And I know that's what Matt wants to do. But the tactics, in my view, he used to do that does not actually change anything. It actually keeps the status quo in place. Because in a government shutdown, Jack Smith continues 
he continues going after Donald Trump. He continues the weaponization of our Department of Justice. Nothing changes there. And I will also add, if we were in a shutdown or getting close to one, we do have members who will cut a deal with the Democrats. That does not help us secure our border. That does not help us cut spending. That does not uh, help us do anything that the American people want to see have happen in their government. So I just think that we had a tactical difference. I think he was wrong, but we are where we are. All right. So the tactical difference, where did things stay today and how many of these moderate Republicans would partner with Democrats, which to me is just a, just a slap in the face to all of their their caucus members? Um, I think that number is somewhere around maybe five, maybe six members. Um, and look, uh, and, uh, and that would be Ken Buck, for example, Colorado, right? Uh, no, I don't think Ken Buck will be will, will be will be with that. But you know, we have members who are they are they're in New York, they're in California, they're in some really tough districts, Sean. Where there where there's some of these members, there are more Democrats in their district than Republicans. Like they're underwater, fifty thousand, uh, fifty by fifty thousand votes, just Republican and Democrat. We have members who represent areas of the country like this. So they're looking at the, the, the equation and saying, listen, I just can't have a government shutdown. It's going to really hurt me in terms of getting reelected to keep the majority. But that's their political view. My view is let's be strategic. Let's make sure we use the right tactics up here so we can actually get to the weaponization of our government and cut this federal spending because we are bloated and we're out of control. So to have a stopgap measure that, you know, a CR that would temporarily fund the government to October 31st, uh, a compromise bill that would impose 8% spending cuts on federal agencies, but protect Social Security, Medicare, uh, National Defense, the Department of Veterans Affairs, etc., and those, those monies dedicated for disaster relief. It sounds like the best deal that that everybody's going to get to. Maybe I'm just giving my objective opinion for the short term. Now, I would have preferred that Republicans followed through on the issue of passing 12 appropriations bills, but that didn't happen, did it? No, it didn't. And listen, we have so many other issues up here about why that didn't happen. Um, Sean, look, I've been in, the, in I've been in the room for all these conversations about how to get to top line spending numbers. Frankly, the last 24 hours has probably been the most productive. It's been over the last four months to get there. I mean, look, this is the thing. I well, why does everybody wait till the last minute? With all due respect, I mean, I've been talking about this since June and July and August. And frankly, I think Republicans made a mistake going away for the month of August. Totally agree with you. I was willing to stay. Uh, I know Chip was willing to stay. And there are members up here who are willing to do this work. But I mean, listen. At the end of the day, I think some of this does fall in the hands of the speaker. If he didn't, you know, he's got to decide how he wants how he wants the work to go. But we just never made the progress necessary. Um, I was very clear with my colleagues and with the leadership about what needed to occur. You know, did it fall on deaf ears? Maybe, but that's what we are where we are right now, Sean. And so I'm telling you, members are locked in. Uh, we're trying to get to an agreement so we can get the appropriation bills done. And in my view, still have still discuss some of the serious issues in front of us, which is our border, which is the department, which is also the Department of Justice, and the fact that our military is not prepared the way it needs to be because of the social engineering by the radical left. Now, you're also dealing with other forces against you, and, and that would be Mitch McConnell and the U.S. Senate. Mitch McConnell is perfectly fine leaving spending levels where they are. You know, we just passed the $33 trillion mark in terms of the national debt. 
Uh, on top of that, uh, we, you know, I mean, that's a massive amount of debt. And, uh, you know, he's pressuring, if, and you'd have to go to conference at some point, assuming that the House does pass a bill. And then we got this looming shutdown, and, and I could see Republicans now being blamed for that unless they go with the clean CR. And yet that would be, you know, probably enough to spark a motion to vacate against Speaker McCarthy. How's that going to play out? It plays out terribly all the way around. And let me be clear. I've been saying this to my, my members in, in the conference is that, guys, if we're not successful in the House, all of the leverage in this town will shift to the Senate and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell will cut another bad deal. That's what they will do. They will cut another bad deal. It'll come back to the House. And then this whole thing is over. And that's just the way it's going to be, because next year, if the presidential election is already is already started, it's going to dominate everything. Nobody's going to want to do anything in this town next year because everybody's going to be running for reelection and trying to, for me, making sure Donald Trump becomes the next president of the United States. That's what's going to dominate this town once we get past the spending uh, fight. So we have to be smart, do the right thing, and win the ground that is available to us right now. I, I kind of agree, but it doesn't sound like it's doable. You got you know one side on on the right, including you know my friends in the Freedom Caucus that I tend to support the most, uh, and then you've got these moderates that are willing to do deals with Democrats and 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 actually burn the Republican House down with it. Sean, I will tell you that that a lot of these members on both sides, they've been in the room with me, with Chip, with Scott Perry, um, with Tom Emmer, the House Whip. And we've been going through in very in big detail, strong details to try to get somewhere. The last 24 hours has been very productive. So I wouldn't say it's, it's not a done deal yet. We got still work to do today, some work to do tomorrow. I think it's possible. The biggest thing I would ask um, for your listeners is, well, number one, we all need prayer. We need God's wisdom and discernment. That's number one. But number two is that just hold the line with us. There is a way to get this done where we can actually have a strong position come out of, come out of the House because then we got to go negotiate with the Senate. That's the second step after we get our business done here. McConnell's already, you know, put a stake in the ground saying that uh, he is against what the House is proposing. He said a shutdown or a possible shutdown is a loser for Republicans and. GOP senators are alarmed at the fact that you guys actually want to stand by your promise to reduce uh, massive government spending, which is frustrating in and of its own self. Well, first of all, to mention the boys, they're the ones that cut that bad omnibus deal with Nancy Pelosi when she was already a lame duck speaker. So they put us in this pinch if we're going to be 100 percent honest. I'm not interested in listening to what the Senate has to say, say right now, because one of the reasons why uh, voters in our country are so furious with this town is because the Senate Republicans have left the battlefield every single time. They've not stood for strong policy. They have not used every every tool to make sure that they get this country on the right track fiscally or that we have the right policies that, gov- that, that control and restrain our government. They've not done any of this stuff. So I'm not interested in listening to the Senate. I'm interested in making sure that the House does the right thing by the American people. And when it's time to negotiate with the Senate, then we'll have that conversation with them directly. Well, I love the stance you're taking. And uh, I'd like to think I, I just I just wish all of the conservatives could at least unite. And, you know, you had some serious movement by the more moderate uh, Republicans in the House. You know, I thought that would have been a good first step, and I think it scares the hell out of Republican senators 
uh, that you guys may actually be successful because that's going to put the pressure right where it belongs on them. I, I agree. And I'm going to tell you, Sean, look, I got members from all over the country. They all have different viewpoints. People have really sat down and really tried to come together to find a solution. There's been a lot of members on both sides of the Republican conference, whether they're moderate or conservative, who've really been a part of this. They want to do the right thing. They've been talking in good faith. It's been very, very good. I think we have an ability to get somewhere, but we're just going to work and, and see see how it plays out. All right, Byron uh, Donalds, uh, thank you so much. You're a Freedom Caucus member, too, are you? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I just think that's that that's the part of the caucus that I identify with the most. I think you guys can do the best job. I wish you the best here. I wish I could tell you I'm confident that these other more liberal members, rhinos, are not going to go with the Democrats. But I can't confidently say that. And that would be, I think, just a disaster. Um, I think that'll anger a lot of voters. But I just want the blame to be placed on the people that deserve it. Uh, appreciate your hard work. Thank you for being with us. Congressman Byron Donalds, Florida. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. 
That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 25 to the top of the hour. Glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN, our number. The number is shocking. More than 38,000 U.S. veterans are experiencing homelessness in our country. But they want to spend $500 million on green energy in Ukraine? Seriously? you got to be nuts. Anyway, they're the heroes, the ones that signed up to protect and to serve all of us. Now they're sleeping on a nation's streets. But don't worry, if you're in New York and you're an illegal immigrant, you will be a top priority to get a four-star hotel room and all the housing. And they'll, they'll spend $40,000 uh, annually per illegal immigrant in New York. Well, why don't they do the same for homeless veterans? Anyway, that's where the Tunnel to Towers Foundation and their homeless veteran program comes in. They pri- provide housing assistance and service to vets that meet their requirements. They're going to help two, over 2,000 this year alone. Veterans who honorably served our nation, they do deserve our gratitude. Anyway, more than 38,000, that's a lot, to put their lives on the line for all of us. They need your help. Anyway, the, they can only do this for your generosity. We hope you'll join all of us here at Team Hannity. Commit to $11 a month. Just do so by going to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number two, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All right. This is where we have the part of the program where Linda gets, you know, out of her mind. This is always fun. I got news for you. That was the whole program. Half of U.S. adults say open marriages are acceptable. How do you feel about that? I don't feel about it at all. No. 
Uh, did you hear about the Patriots fan killed in the Salt I did Lake hear with about the that. I saw that in the post today. It was horrible. You just saw it today? It's been news for days. I just haven't gotten I to it. I just saw it. Yeah, I haven't seen it's it. Pretty scary. It's so freaking, sad. But see, this is the problem. There's no humanity. Everybody's lost their freaking mind. Unreal. Uh, an artist took 84000 in cash from a museum and handed in blank canvases. Uh, take the money and run. He's been ordered to return some of it. Was it Hunter Biden? Yeah, was it Hunter Biden? Was it a, you know, paint by numbers? That has not been reported yet. I will we'll update you if, if, it, if it's warranted. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, I mean, so much. Restaurants, 18% service charge for a party of one. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. What Ca- restaurant is that? Uh, a Vietnamese restaurant in California. Oh, well, it's California. It's a communist country. No, pretty much it's a communist country. It's a communist state. No, it's a communist country. It's its own entity. There is nothing like California and the rest of these 50 states, in my opinion. So I didn't know this till Sweet Baby James pointed it out to me, that James Woods apparently took on J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon. I've never thought Jamie Dimon was extreme or radical. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, I, I thought he was, you know, probably mainstream, left of center, whatever, woke. But anyway, they've now Biden apparently, I'm sorry, Diamond apparently suggested that the U.S. government and climate conscious corporation should actually seize property, uh, owned property of private citizens, government, you know, private property held by we the people uh to enact their climate initiatives. This is nuts. Now, Woods writes, you better come in heavy, champ. Um, I'm sure people will accuse him. He was publicly taunting him, really, is all he was doing. How stupid is all of that? I I mean, I just can't believe the times we're living in. They're just insane. Uh, Anyway, the author of the book, remember Senator Kennedy of Louisiana, was reading... This is this book, quote, the day at the title of the book, Gender Queer, and it was very explicit. Now the author is is angry and making the claim is that the, the point of the comics, it's a comic, was initially to be a tool to help me come out to my own family. And and this is why I'm talking about I talk about gender. The pronouns are the tip of the iceberg. And anyways, you know. They were asked, well, the way protesters have described the book online is they make it sound like it's marketed to six-year-olds. You know, and he said, no, no, that's not that's not who we're targeting. Why do I find that hard to believe? How many adults or teenagers even want comic book information? I don't you know think what I'm many. doing tomorrow night? What? I'm going to my youngest back-to-school night. I have asked the principal if I may please have a tour of the library. Oh boy. And he has told me that the library is open and that I may. So I am going to go through it and I'm going to let me, look. Let me tell you what's going on today and tomorrow. They're going to check every title, every book, in every section of that library. They're going to go over it with a fine tooth comb. But that's what every parent should do. Before should be Tiger Mom shows up. These parents are checked out. Get checked in. A lot of parents, they're not as checked out as you think. They're upset about it all. They're but upset, here, but what are they the doing? Pr- here's the problem. And I know you work a lot of hours every week, so I'm, I'm sympathetic to you saying I'm going to find time to do this. And as a good boss, I've always said, take as much time as you need to be around your child. Work from home every day. I don't care. You know, you always get your work done, so that's all that really matters to me. 
But anyway, the, but parents are overworked. They're exhausted. They, you know, put in their 12, 14 hours a day. They, they try and cook a meal, feed their kids, help them with their homework, put them off to bed, get up and do the whole thing all over again. And it becomes a grind for everybody. San Francisco, one of the deadliest months for drug overdoses. Are you really surprised? Erosion of everyday life. Blue City prosecutor out in Sacramento suing the city for failing to clean up homeless camps. You know, it's just so sad. Joe Biden couldn't find the time to meet with Mayor Adams in New York. Been begging for help regarding Joe Biden's open border policy. Uh, anyway, so we're just going to see what happens. And the New Mexico governor, with this attack on the Second Amendment and gun rights, this is now becoming a big deal out there. The first governor in the nation to ban her state from from buying certain things is out of Massachusetts. Uh, now they want to be the first uh, state to ban state agencies from purchasing single-use plastic bottles. Here we go. After your stove, after your air conditioner, after all of your appliances... And dishwashers and everything in between. Now, this is the next thing. Unreal. Uh, all right. Uh, let's say hi to Steve. He's in Long Island. Steve, hi. How are you? And welcome to the program. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. I, I just wanted to make a comment about the potential uh, shutdown with the U.S. government. Uh, I presume you're aware that uh, all 435 folks in the Congress get paid. If there's a shutdown, they still get their money. I confirmed that today when I called my congressman in Long Island. And my comment is, is it's just, I don't know what the right word to use, awful, shameful, disgusting, that our U.S. military, our men and women that are serving overseas here in the States to keep us safe and free, will not get paid when there's a government shutdown, Sean. These folks all have bills. They got car loans like you and I. They got mortgages. They got other bills to pay. And they're not going to have money coming in. And I just think it's just not right while the folks in Congress get paid. Well, my understanding is, and we've gone and we've checked, and the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget says, in fact, the military does get paid. So if I can jump in here, so yeah. basically what happens is they're not guaranteed to be paid, but they're n- it's not guaranteed that they won't be paid. You know, the Marines, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, Space Force, if there's a funding lapse and appropriations is not able to come to a resolution or, or a CR, it's not 100% that they won't get paid. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and and listen, I I sympathize with you. we got to pay our military I'm- because they, they are essential. You know, the the last time or the average number of people that are actually laid off, furloughed, that ultimately get back pay and a free vacation, it's not as big a number as you as you think. 2013, for example, most of the 350,000 civilian employees at the Defense Department were summoned back to work within a week. Uh, you know, it's a, a full shutdown would likely be similar to recent ones in 2013, 2018, approximately 850,000 out of 2.1 million non-postal uh, federal employees were furloughed. Uh, but most of the people did get paid. Remember, there's there's also time beyond what the drop-dead date 10 days from now is, September 30th. But they should have done the 12 appropriations bills. They didn't do it. They should have. Uh, anyway, I hope that gives you a little bit of hope. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, uh, our number. Uh, let's say hi to Matt in Michigan. Matt, how are you? Glad you called, sir. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, I want to say it's the first time I've been... Well, welcome aboard. ...to call. Oh, well, I've listened to you since you sat in for Rush way back in the... So, I mean, I've been... Yeah, that was not a good start when the EIB golden microphone, the golden EIB mic, actually in the my opening monologue fell down, and I'm like, put my head on the desk, finished the monologue... And came out of that with the sweat like I'd never had before in my life. But, you know, by the way, in Detroit, we are proud to be on the all-new Superstation, 9, 10 a.m. I hope you're listening out there in Detroit. All these people, the UAW, we love and respect you. And I don't think you guys are going to get the the 32-hour work week, but I think you deserve a, a nice pay increase. I'd like to see profit sharing, real significant profit sharing for you. And I think that uh, stopping this obsession with EV is critical to your negotiations because that's taken away so many UAW jobs. And by the way, that's that's your buddy Biden and the Democrats doing that. Well, not my buddy, and I might add that uh, in... 2016 and 20, about 35 uh, to 40 percent of the uh, UAW workers voted for Trump. So I'd like to see them all vote for Trump. Trump's for energy independence, and he's not going to shove electric vehicles down anybody's throat. Well, and I hope he don't. But it's it's uh, I got my Trump flag out right now. I don't think any of the Republican candidates, for that matter, would do that. No, no, and they're not going to get the 32-hour work week. That's that's asking too much. I retired in 2019, and so I went through the 2008 uh, bankruptcy, and the fact that in 2011 our contract stated because of Obama that we couldn't strike, um, nobody could strike uh, until 2015 when the contract was up. So um, they set us back quite a bit. But, I mean, the the last Alanis offer, to me, was very sufficient. 28% raise over the course of the contract. 18% for um, the people uh, getting their pensions, you know, raise. And uh, I, I thought that, uh, but they just don't talk about that 40 hours. And, and they work four days anyway. It's just 10 hours. So, really, they're on a four-day work week. Yeah, I, look, I I want these guys to do well. I want all working men and women to do well. You know, one of the reasons we push South Dakota and the new jobs program, they have the lowest unemployment in the country. You know, they're, they're letting people that have licenses in varying fields just move there and not have to get a, a new state license, which is a huge burden lifted off of people that would, would consider a move. They have apprenticeship programs starting at 80 grand a year, apprenticeship programs. You know, I did a, a, I once became a carpenter's apprentice till I fell three stories off a roof. And when I was doing that, um, you know, I was paid five bucks an hour. And, you know, and they didn't want to pay my medical care. And I could have friggin' died when I fell off that roof. I fell right on the frozen ground at my elbow, my left arm separated. I mean, it was disconnected. It was as scary as hell. Busted up all my teeth. Wasn't good. After all those years playing hockey, and you're in Michigan, maybe you played, but, you know, all my, all my friends lost some teeth. I didn't lose any. Then I lost most of them when I fell on the ground face first. But it did knock some sense into me. I became a conservative. Well, that, that's, that's a good thing, because we need you. Well, you're nice. Thank you. 
Anyway, I really do wish the UAW guys well. And but four day work week, thirty two hours. I don't think that's going to fly. These no, it won't fly. And I might add that this isn't really a strike. Come on. Their three biggest plants are still running. They're the money plants, the truck plant in Sterling Heights and St. Louis, and also they have the uh, Grand Cherokee plant in Detroit still running. So that's where their bread and butter is. So to me, it's not, this isn't a real strike. Look, I would only remind people is there was a period, I guess the 70s was around the, the, the right time, where unions were demanding so much and and the cars that they were producing became inferior to some of the foreign models and we fell behind technologically and and Americans started buying the better cars in drove uh where they had lower labor costs you know it's got to be a system where it's win-win and i understand those people that say well ceo pay is 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 this much most ceo pay most companies not all it's based on performance. If they make X number of dollars in profit, they profit. I would I would make the same profit sharing system available to workers. So the if they in other words, they're all pulling in the same direction. The more money they make, the better quality their products. Everybody's invested in the success then of the company because that means they'll make more money. And I'm talking about real profit sharing. A significant amount of money available for every UAW worker. That's what I would recommend. Maybe I don't think they're going to want that. I think they want guarantees. But to me, that would be the best system for the long term so everybody's pulling in the same direction. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But I appreciate you call, my friend. Thank you. All right, Mer, uh, MyPillow.com having their closeout sale on these Percal sheets, in part honoring their 20th anniversary. You've heard me recently talking uh, about the My Slippers deals, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow 2.0. Now you can add the Percal sheets uh, available in a variety of colors, sizes, all included in the closeout sale. Queen side sheets now regularly retail for eighty nine ninety eight, but now 35 bucks. Just use the promo code uh, just go to the Sean Hannity Square when you go to MyPillow.com. These sheets are breathable. They have a cool, crisp feel. You're going to love them. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. They're extremely durable and machine washable. Limited supply. Stock up now and get other deep discounts on all these great MyPillow products in honor of the 20th anniversary. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Sean Hannity Square or just call 800-919-6090. Just mention my name, Hannity. You get the discounts. MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but. Sean Hannity's on right now. That's going to wrap things up for today. Explosive hearings. Uh, Merrick Garland uh, will check in with Jim Jordan tonight. Uh, Also, Senator Tim Scott, presidential candidate. Vivek Ramaswamy, he's also on set. Tim Scott's in town. I guess everybody's in town. Kellyanne Conway, Ari Fleischer, Brian Brenberg, Pete Hegseth, and and Clay Travis. We've got a great show, audience show. If you want to sign up, uh, well, probably tonight's too late, but... Uh, for tomorrow night, just go to Hannity.com. Tickets are free. Anyway, see you tonight at 9. Please set your DVR. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 